0: Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. God has tremendously been downloaded into our hearts with the series called The Upgrade. and It is an assignment again for my life and so I'm not eager to move on it, move from it too quickly. We'll be here for quite a bit of while. We got several things to transform this message into until it becomes tangible. We will not just preach about it, teach about it. You will see it manifest in our being, in our church, in the way we function, in the way we work. And there's just so many things we got to do to work this word into our lives. All right, tell somebody we got to work this word into our lives. Come on, God to I'm going to teach on principle this morning. God told me to revisit work, wealth, and wholeness. He told me to revisit it. and So I'm just going to hit some principles today. Um, um, But he told me to revisit work, wealth, and wholeness. So when we visit those three W's that we laid out on last week If you was here on last week or caught the message already it, It'll bless your socks off And so you having a man is right there on YouTube or our Facebook channel Go out there and check out last week's words so you can understand where we are today All right, I did more teaching I think or preaching I think on last week I think that's what I did today. I think I'm going to teach All right, I think I'm going to teach because God is interested in us living by principle and us being able to operate certain things into our lives, all right? Operate certain things. And so Haggai 2 and 5, I'm going to be reading for Message Translation. And then after that, I'm going to go to Genesis 2 and 15. I got several scriptures. And I'm going to give you some principles this morning about work, wealth, and wholeness. Work, wealth, and wholeness. All right? Because God wants you to have all three. Everybody say work. Everybody say wealth. Everybody say Wholeness. God wants you to have all three, all right? All three, work, wealth, and wholeness. I read this on last week, but I skipped over it due to the sake of time and all the other things that were compacted into the message. But I want to bring this, this out to begin to start off work, wealth, and wholeness, all right? Here it is, Haggai 2 and 5. 2 and 5, uh, it says, put into action. The word, if I say the word... Put into action the word that I covenanted with you when you left Egypt. I'm living and breathing among you right now. Everybody say right now. Right now. Oh, I feel it in a teacher already. I feel it strong. Right now, don't be timid and don't hold back. Again, Prophet Haggai is trying to stir up people who have become complacent. He's trying to stir them up. He has to stir everybody up because nobody is moving. Nobody is functioning at the capacity God wants them to function at. And so the word he comes to tell them is let's get to work. But God specifically gives him the word about putting into action the word. So if God has prophesied anything to your life i needed to raise them hands you're gonna to have to participate today i'm strongly teaching and trying to engage uh if, have any anybody receive any type of prophecy over your life whether through dreams through a vision whether through a person speaking to you come on everybody have anybody ever encouraged you and told you what you have in you what they see your gift as right and if your hand wasn't raised i want to say that you need You need prophecy. If you haven't raised your hand, I want to let you know you need prophecy. I believe everybody living in the earth needs prophecy because prophecy stirs up what's already there and it also gives you hope of what you hadn't seen yet. Oh, you need prophecy. Now, I know there are people who are still fighting against prophets who had not read their Bibles correctly and think prophets were of the Old Testament and prophets were only used to prophesy the, uh, the birth and the coming of Jesus Christ. But that's not true. Prophets were used in the Old Testament not just to prophesy the coming of our Lord and Jesus Christ, the Messiah, but the prophets were also used to keep people aligned with God, to keep people in covenant with God, and so prophecy all right prophecy hadn't ceased yet and prophets hadn't ceased yet God still needs and calls people to prophesy and he still calls prophets all right and so every even every spirit believer ought to be prophetic every spirit believer there's nobody filled with the spirit that should not be prophetic you may not be a prophet but you ought to be prophetic it being mean, every once in a while God shall stir you concerning what's happening and what's to come. All right? You should—you can't have to be spirit and not be prophetic. Come on now. Because the spirit knows. Come on. I say you may not know, but the spirit knows and the spirit will tell you. It's like if you have a friend. You don't know nothing, but your friends know something. Your friend can tell you what they know. The Holy Spirit knows. It is not that I'm so bad. I know everything. But the Holy Spirit knows everything and the Holy Spirit talked to me. Now I know. And so every spirit-filled believer at least should be prophetic. I say every spirit-filled believer should be prophetic. Every one of you should be prophetic. There should be some things in your life that God has spoken to you, spoken through you, whether through dreams, visions, or through other people. All right? And so be awakened in the spirit. Everybody say be awakened in the spirit. Come on, come on, be awakened in the spirit. What is it to be spirit? Feel, have the spirit in your life and you are not prophetic. Come on, every believer ought to be prophetic. And so he stirs the people, said I need you to put the action, meaning start moving. Here it is, put into action, start moving on what God said. Oh, that's prophetic, that's prophetic. Start activating, start functioning in, start working on, planning on, moving in, studying, putting into action what God has spoken to you and covenanted with you. So Haggai, look what Haggai does. To tell them about what God's going to do next he takes them back to what God already said. To tell them what God's about to do next, he takes them back to what God has already said. He says, when you were in Egypt, God came into covenant with you. Now, I don't know about you, but some of us only get excited about who we are right now. But I get excited about how God loved me when I wasn't a smidget of who I am today tell somebody i'm said be- to somebody i 'm beloved, I love that word i 'm beloved being loved is great, being loved is good, but that could be based on the present place that you 're in, but beloved means before. Be, he loved me before before I spoke in tongue before I was pastor Joe before I was minister Davis before come on see that's the type of love that he has for his people is that we are beloved I dare you to get a little Holy Ghost swagger and say I'm beloved all oh, that stuff good to me I'm beloved it lets me know that even when I fell into bondage like the people did and went astray I can remember that he loved me before I knew the word he loved me before I knew how To preach and teach that what keeps me today even if I had went astray because sometimes when you know to do good and you don't do good condemnation comes to you you feel bad about where you are but the truth of the matter is God loved you before you even knew who you were God loved you before the foundation don't let me preach I ain't supposed to be preaching I like what he tells Jeremiah when he's confused about his destiny to be a prophet he tells him since the foundation of the world before you was in your mother's womb I knew you what what you say before you was in your mother's womb I knew you what you knew me before I got here yeah I knew you before you got here in the earth and I want some of you to know that God has a covenant with you that started before you got in the earth this covenant started in the spirit before you took on form of flesh before you took on a name and identity before they knew the name you Sarah Lucy Joe, before they even knew how to put a name on your face, God had already had a covenant with you that He was going to do something with you. I dare you to celebrate the beginnings of your life before you took on a form, before the seed got in the womb. I dare you to celebrate that I was purposed to be here. He wanted me. Oh, I feel good already. He, I feel good already. He wanted, don't it feel good to be wanted? He wanted me here. I'm not here. He wanted me here. My dad and my mom had no, no, no other idea. They didn't know what they was doing when they was on the plane, giving each other the Google eyes, while they was on their way to Miami, Florida, and met in the air, in the airplane. That's where they met. My daddy put the Mac uh, down here, 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 and then, uh, and he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing, but God wanted me here. <laughs> He tells them, Lord, help me to finish. Put in action the word. And I want you to tell, I want to wake up some things in some of you guys. Because you get here in the earth and you get lost. And I want you to know you came here with purpose. No matter what home you grew in. Oh, this, ooh. No matter who your dad wasn't, wasn't, was, wasn't, you came here with purpose. No matter who your mother was or wasn't, no matter what family you grew in, no matter what neighborhood you grew in, no matter where you, you you were you came with an assignment and a purpose. You came because God had a covenant with you. And now it's time for you to start to be prophetic. It's time for you to start putting into action. It's time for us to learn who we are, to start functional. I feel the Holy Ghost. It's time for us to move and put this thing into action. That's what he says. Time to move into gear and put this thing into action. The covenant that he's promised with you. When you left Egypt, he says, I am living. This is what I'm living and breathing among you right now. Everybody say right now. Everybody say God is moving in my life right now. Come on. I dare you to stir the prophetic. I feel the Holy Ghost. See, when you become aware that God is with you. See sometimes you're going through but you don't know that he's with you but when you become where cognitive and mentally and spiritually aware that I'm not alone God is with me I'm not going through this thing by myself I'm not going through this thing alone God is with me somebody need to say that God is with me I'm not alone he's living and breathing among me right now he's working with me he's assisting me he's helping me can I prophesy can I testify that the reason I made it through two years ago is because he was with me. The reason I made it through the valley is because he was with me. The reason I waited through the made it through the dark night is because he was with me. The reason I made it through the ridicule, ridicule is because he was with me. He said, I'm living and breathing among you right now. Everybody say right now, I feel the Holy Ghost. If say right now, come on, Shatter. Hey, see, so many times many people never can catch the wind of the spirit because they're waiting for next and they're missing he's moving right now and sometimes the right now he's doing some folks don't want to participate in what he's doing right now see a lot of people are interested in the crescendo or the finale and they're not interested in the beginning starts of anything so when God is doing stuff like pruning oh he's with you Oh yeah, when you prune it, he's with you. (laughs) When he purging you, he's with you. When he's preparing you, he's with you. Many times people only get excited when God is about to glorify them. They only get excited when God is about to promote them. But many people don't get excited when he's planting them. Many people don't get excited when he's stabilizing them. Uh, many people don't get excited when he's delivering them, when he's getting them ready. But I want you to know, you better stop putting God out of, out of your current circumstance, whatever you're going through. I want you to know he's with you right now, right now. Everybody say right now. And he tells us, don't be timid, don't hold back, let loose, get ready for the upgrade. And this is what Prophet Haggai uses to thrust people out of a stale place. He said, get ready. It's time to put the, the word into action. And whenever you work the word, things start manifesting. Whenever you work the word. So everybody say, there's some things I got to do to bring forth manifestation. And here it is. One of them is called work. Everybody say work. Now work has been are part of a biblical concept since the foundation of times. So don't get upset about what you got to do every week. It's been here since the foundation of times. After God made the earth, first of all, it lets us know, in the beginning, God worked himself. God worked himself. Six days he's worked, and on the seventh day, he rested so god puts a principle in motion that he passes on to man to teach us success and stewardship it's called work everybody say work. work he teaches us this principle of work and so god worked on the seventh day he rested then he made man genesis 2 and 15 and this is what he did with man genesis 2 and fifteen. and the lord god took man adam and put him into the garden hmm of Eden to dress it and to keep it so God took this man that he made with dominion made with authority but people with authority with gifting with creativity need a place see what happens and why we have so much chaos in the world is we got have we got people with gifting out of place or gifting with no place And so when people have, they're born with creativity, born with gifting, but they have no place, a place to sow, a place to be accountable, a place to sow stewardship. When they have no place, then they cause chaos. He took this man full of dominion and authority and strength, and he put this man in a place called the Garden of Eden. And he gave him what? Responsibilities. Well, I'm not going to be deep today. I'm in the principles today. He gave him a work to do, and he said, I'm going to put you in the garden. In in essence, I'm going to teach you the systems of life. Because one of the things I want you to understand, when you sow, you reap. He said, I'm going to teach you early about life. And I'm going to put you in the systems of how things happen. Because many times people want to be blessed outside the system. They want to be blessed, but they don't want to get in the system. They want to try to work it some other way. He says, No, I'm going to put you in the system, get in the garden. I'm going to teach you about soil. I'm going to teach you about pouring into the soil, feeding the soil, taking care of the soil. And I'm going to teach you how to dress this garden and keep it. So I'm going to teach you how to make it beautiful and how to keep it from weeds, from thorns, and from anything that will come in your area of work and environment. I'm going to teach you how to dress it and keep it. And so one of the things that God wants to prove through our work is our stewardship. Our ability to handle things our ability to care for things and God sent Adam into this place called the Garden of Eden to work now I don't want you to be confused that although Adam had a job to do which is addressing to keep it he sent him to work our problem here and this is what we get trapped in we get focused on being employed because employ does make us think about wages and money. But when you really start walking in your greatest gift, you understand you're not really employed. You are deployed. I said you're not employed. That's 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 secondary. That's secondary. It's deployed. Deployed says, I have gifts, I have talents, I have wisdom, I have creativity, and I have been sent somewhere to make it better. I have been sent somewhere to bring light, to bring gold, to bring glory. I have gifts, and I have been sent somewhere, and that changes everything about life. Because what happens if you become unemployed? see the the, the blessing about understanding if you do become unemployed is I still got the gift so you can let me go but there's something still in me that pushes me somewhere else so I can be let go unemployed from one area but because I was deployed it means I still have the skill to do what I do But see, you got to be the deploy, you got to know what you have, you got to know your abilities and your skills. so many people are just focused on an employee and the job because they need to work. And I understand that we all have to make a living. But when you start focusing on your deployment. Deployment makes you understand your mission. Lord help me to finish today, I don't think I am. Uh, uh, um, this is supposed to be the Holiday Express. And so, um, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> when you start understanding deployment, you start understand I have a mission. And if, my, I, if I get unemployed, that just means my location changed. But I still have a mission. And see, the worst thing in life is when you lose your mission. When you ever lose your drive, whenever you lose what you were born to do, right? And so your work is really connected to your gifting and what you are born to do. And that's why you have to be prophetically awakened in life so you'll know what you are born and created to do now i'll be honest with you i work in in the accounting office the manager director and accounting in one of the state governments and i do know some things i do know some facts and some information that helps me keep my job but what i bring is the gift of leadership see i bring the gift of leadership i started low pulling staples for Microfish, which is nothing but a scanning system for those who understand I started pulling staples that now I'm managing and directing hiring and all of that working on systems and all that but my gift is the gift to lead so you may do other functions you got to have some knowledge but don't miss what your gifting is also understand my gifting is not to be technically savvy It's not my gift so what do i do i hire the text i hire those people with those skills that's not my skill that's not my gift and i don't even try to major in what i'm not gifted in because that's not what i'm born here to do but i need to understand how it all works together so i can respect other gift things right and so many times many people don't know what they're gifted in and the enemy will rob you of life's mission when you don't know what you're gifted in and some of y'all call yourself being humble and bashful and not coming into knowledge and ownership on who you are. Let me tell you, when you don't know who you are, devil take your stuff. When you don't know what you got, the devil robs you and you don't know what he even took because you never owned what you had. You never used what you had and he'll be taken from you day in and day out. You better start counting up what you have. See, you can't tell you've been robbed until you know what you got. The devil can steal from you and you not know it because you're sitting around here being bashful. People keep telling you that you can sing. Won't you just own it that you can sing? People keep telling you now. I have two people and then your grandma will tell you you can sing. You need to be able to wait for a third person, but Amen. Because grandma's gonna love you, Amen. They gonna tell you, you can sing when you can't sing. Hallelujah! Come on, they gonna tell you, y'all. Y'all know that's the truth. My baby knows she can sing. Hey, Amen. You may wait for a third witness. Glory to God. But if most people keep telling you, you can do this and you can do that, when are you going to start believing that that gift is in you? Uh, I've got to work here. Yeah, I've got to work. Because this is important to your work. Your work is where you exercise your giftings and your abilities. I'm telling you, if you're gonna experience the upgrade, you gotta know your work. You gotta know what you bring to the table. Cause see the worst thing to do. Oh Jesus. The worst thing to do is to be at the table. Trying to offer something you don't have. You know, you don't have it, you just you just like it. And you trying to offer something you don't have, wasting the meeting. Time talking about something you don't have no spend time talking about what you have and what you bring to the table yes. Yes. right which is your skills right and, and your work is your gifting and the Bible says that your gift make room for you so everybody say work your gift yes. say it again say work your gift yes. I got to talk about work a little bit more and I think I move on Proverbs 24 30 and 34 Oh, Jesus. Oh, Father. Oh, Jesus. I don't see how I'm going to be able to do this under the Holiday Express. (laughs) Proverbs 24, 30 to 34. I got to read this. And I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. Void of understanding and lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken down, the protective wall was broken down then I saw and considered it well and looked upon it and received instruction yet a little sleep a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth and as thou want as an armed man. What it's saying is, if you look at the things that are unkept by the person who is slothful, it's because they are sleeping on the job. They are sleeping on their work. They're allowing things to become overgrown. They're allowing things not to be manicured, trimmed back. They're not and they don't even understand that things are falling apart because they have become slothful concerning their mission and assignment in the earth. And it says just as much as they sleep and slumber. Let me tell you something about life. If you're not careful, life will make you sleep and slumber problems will come in your life situations, this is real stuff guys when things hit your body and things hit your mind you don't want to deal with nothing come on, what's the first thing that happened when you get a trial to come into your life? You're full of skill you're full of ability, so you got the skill and ability, but what happens? Your drive lo- leave and you don't what? Feel like going to work that's the first thing that leaves when trials come, I don't feel like doing nothing I don't feel like going to work but you still are skillful, you still have abilities but you don't feel like exercising them and if you're not careful trials will come, tribulations will come and make you sleep and slumber and you will sleep your whole life away you'll be going through a trial, a tribulation going through circumstance uh, going through disappointment, if you're not careful you will sleep your whole life away and then poverty will come upon you like an armed man let's go to Proverbs 6 4-11 and I think I'll be finished with work, Oh, help me yeah. All right. All right. I'm trying to see how much I might give y'all today. Proverbs 6, 4 through eleven. God told me to work these principles. God told me he's trying to make something out of us. That's what he kept telling me. He said, Today I want you to teach. I got to get some things into the spirit of the people. Thank you so much. He said, I got to get some things into the spirit of the people. Y'all with me? Alright, here we go. Proverbs 6, 4 through 11 says, Give not sleep to thine eyes, no slumber to thy eyelids. Deliver thyself, deliver thyself as a roe, a deer, from the hand of the hunter. Deliver thyself from the hand of the hunter, and as a bird from the hand of the flower, fowler. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Listen to this. Which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provided her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest. How long will thou sleep, O, o sluggard? Will thou rise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and as thy. And as thy want as an armed man, same thing. So it says, first it says it uses uh, three animals or two animals, first, then an then the insect, two animals, a deer, and then a bird. So get yourself out of these situations. Listen, to, listen about work. you can work yourself out of a situation. He says, like a roe out of the hand of the hunter or a bird out of the hand of the flower. Then it says go to the insect, the ant. Like a, consider how she works. She don't have no guide or overseer or ruler. Meaning ain't no one, no supervisor. I'm about, I'm about to free somebody. I believe in supervision. I believe in supervisor. I believe somebody has to be accountable. But the real place in life is to be able to work to a certain degree without supervision. Yes, not that you don't need a supervisor or overseer to be in place. But until, the, see we're not working good until we can be, work without a need for an overseer or a need for a supervisor. See, the, see the, you really want to have a supervisor and an overseer that really just come to give you compliments teach good here I may not get through the rest of it but I'm gonna teach good in here that's what you really want you don't really want somebody down your neck all day because you can't be trusted to finish something can't be trusted to do something you don't really want that you don't really want that you want to work so much so that when the supervisor overseer comes you're so diligent at what you do that all you end up doing is getting congratulations and compliments because you're so diligent at what you do. You're so diligent at what you do. This is what the ant the ant had a drive to work that it wasn't working because it had an overseer or working because it had a supervisor or somebody ruling over them. This is what needs to happen. We need to have such a tenacious appetite to do what God has called us to do. Hallelujah. That we are not waiting on somebody to come and tell us what we haven't done. You missed that. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You didn't do this. Come on, that's all right. When you're being trained, hallelujah. But how many know if your supervisor got to keep telling you the same thing over and over? Keep telling you you're missing this and you missing that over and over. And you didn't do this and you didn't do that over and over. How many know you're going to be in a different situation? Come on, that's just real stuff. Come on, because could, 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 could the truth of the matter, listen to this, that's what not a supervisor is for. The supervisor is really for just to be able to check, yes, it was done. They're really, But they'll also check, yes, it wasn't done, if you make them do that, all right? So this ant has a tenacious appetite to work, that it knows how to work. It works to bring forth its meat in the summer and gathereth her food for harvest. It understands the times and the seasons of getting things done. And God wants us to build up a work appetite and a work effort that moves us into our mission. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe. You wouldn't believe that God would really have to talk to us about work to get us to our full purpose. Cuz many times when God gives us a dream or an idea, you know, the first thing we just think about, especially being in the church, I'm about to pray. Just about being in the church, the first thing we go to is, God do it. Do it, God. Do it, God. Do it. Do it for me. Yeah, there we go. Get it. Do it, God. And we miss how this thing work. And why you saying, God, do it. Do it, God. And the angels looking back at the Lord. And then? And they're saying, do it, Joe, do it! <laughs> they're yelling back at you, do it. They're yelling, you put the work in, you put the labor in, you put the sweat in, you show up, you put the sacrifice in while you yelling, God, do it! Because yeah. yeah. yes, uh, sometimes we separate our work from what God will manifest. And we got to learn to put in the work. God is trying to build us for this thing called the upgrade. But we got to learn to put in the work. (laughs) Because if you don't learn to put in the work, you're going to be a disappointed person. You're going to have capacity. Yeah, I feel anointing. You're going to have capacity, but never have fulfillment. You're going to have capacity, but never have, because you won't put in the work. You always make excuses about what you never can do, when you're never going to do it. And I believe in setbacks. Anybody ever had a setback? Anybody ever had a real setback? Thank you so much. But you better fight real hard if your whole life is a setback. You can have setbacks, but that better be a moment and a season. But the moment your whole life becomes a setback, you better start fighting for your destiny. Everybody has circumstances, tribulations, things that happen in their life, unfortunate circumstances, real pain, real issues. But if you don't learn to get yourself up and dust your feet off, if you don't learn to keep it going, if you don't learn to fight the good fight of faith, if you don't learn to sweat, take, knock the sweat off your brow and keep on going, if you don't learn to get up, if you don't learn to move while you in pain, somebody pray. I uh, recently slept on my left shoulder the wrong way. For some reason I found this posture of sleeping on my left side that I enjoyed so much. I really can't describe it how I would put my hands but I don't know maybe I was going back into the fetal position. I'm not sure what I was doing but whatever it was I was doing it for a few days or so and I loved that position I was sleeping in. But the next thing you know, my shoulder went to acting up. Then I had frozen shoulder, where I couldn't lift my hands. I Couldn't lift my hands up. And I was like, Lord. Even when I did the wedding for Jessica and and Wally, uh, not not a couple weeks ago, I hold the rings in my hand. And I said, these rings? (laughs) <laughs> these rings that I hold signifies I was supposed to say these rings th- these rings <laughs> right? I worked as if what I could, but with the product the, the product what I had frozen shot, I was like, my God. Went to the doctor. He did a little bit of adjustment. And he said, and I and when i be honest, when I went to the doctor, I expect to walk out of there after a crap snapping in the pop. I expected it to be, you know, stretching to the moon. I expected, you know, I was like, put this thing, do something, man. This thing coming against a nerve. I got pain going on. And uh, he did an adjustment. And then the next thing he said, all right, come stand up. I'm like, okay. You know, walk your hand up the wall. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. Do these windmills and touch a, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I felt all type of pain. And he said, but if you don't do this, you're not going to get better. He taught me that I had to work in pain because many people are expecting their life to get better when pain ends. I tried to talk to you all about pain. I told you pain is tricky. Pain will sneak up in your life and try to live there forever and make you tolerate pain and make you keep up with pain and make you nurse the pain forever for your life but you got to work pain out of your life hey you got to work this thing he said you need to get to the wall and do the little spider up the wall you got to go on up the wall then you got to stretch it back like this then you got to do oh and, and, and there were times when i was doing this windmill it would hurt oh goodness There was even time that I couldn't lift this hand without the help of this hand. So I would take the right hand and stretch it. But guess what? I did that thing day by day. Hallelujah. Then one day I just got tired of the pain. I got on the door ledge and I just hung there. I said because I'm not gonna live this way all my life I'm not gonna function like this halfway all my life I have the capacity to do this but if I don't ever work myself through the pain if I don't ever work myself through the disappointment if I don't ever get up and stop sleeping through my days and with depression to get on me because I've been through something hurtful I'll find myself living like this when I was born to live like this oh pain to make you half what god called you to be if you don't learn to work through your pain if you don't know how to work through your pain that thing will sneak up on you and you'll be disappointed with life and here'll be somebody standing your feet i'm gonna pray i'm done i only got to work today i'm okay stand at home only got to work today Hi. God told me he want me to teach these principles of work. Wealth. Of course, y'all better know I got two pages worth of work that I ain't even diving to. I am skipping. Lift your hands. I feel that some of you are in pain. Life is throwing you off. But I want you to work through your pain. And I didn't come to say you didn't have pain. Again, I've taught you that this world requires that we are sensitive to one another. We got to honor that people are going through real things. But that doctor knew if I was going to get better. He had to tell me to work this work this thing out. I was actually really disappointed. As much as I know principal, I actually was real disappointed. I just thought me coming to the doctor, he was going to do an adjustment. It was going to pop and I was going to do like that automatic. I was actually very disappointed were just like him saying put into action what's already in you it was like you want this breakthrough you don't have to work it he gave me principles he gave me exercises to do but he put my future in my hands in other words if I don't have it you're not gonna come back to this come back to me and say it was my fault as a doctor you're not going to come back to me and blame me for what I didn't do. He said, no, you got to work this, Joe. And I tell you, I, truthfully, I was really disappointed. I was disappointed. I wanted him to pop, adjust certain things and I wanted to be back like I used to be. He said, no, you got to work through this pain. And I had to work through this pain. I think some of y'all got to work through some pain. You can't quit every job because somebody on your job don't like you. So you can't quit every job and i do believe there's a time to shift and quit i do believe in that there are times you have to do certain things but you'll find out in life if you don't learn how to deal with stuff it'll keep showing up i'll say it again if you don't know how to deal with stuff it'll keep showing up all right you walked away from that one okay i got it when you walk back into it oh this just gonna be beautiful and sweet it started out sweet in the third month it'd be crazy Sooner or later, you're going to have to work your skills, work your tenacity, work your gifting. You're going to have to learn to work. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him.